Hello, everybody. What up? How's everybody doing? Doing good, doing good. How about you? We're good, we're good. Trying to uh, still recover from the holiday. Um, First show back, new year, very awesome, very cool. Uh, I am Eric, and my partner in crime, say hi, Shay. What's going on, everybody? What's going on? So for today, we have decided to come up with a top ten list. Everybody has one. A top ten list of their favorite moments from the Arrowverse in all the Arrowverse shows. And we are going to list them, discuss them, and then we're going to take and bring it all together into a list of ten, and then work to bring it down to a list of five. Very interesting, very exciting stuff. Uh, No chair throwing, no arguing. Let's all keep it civil. (laughs) Hey, there you are. Yes, uh, there will be no arguing of of any of the sorts. But, yes, uh, thank you very much, Eric, for opening the show. Um, We do have a really special show. Uh, As Eric said, we will be taking the top ten best moments of the CW Arrowverse and putting them in a list of ten and then reducing that list of ten to a list of five. And before the show is over, we also will will be reviewing the very the first season, sorry, of the Runaways. So without further ado, let's get started. All right. So first, um, let's go to Shay. What is the first uh, CW moment that you would like to add to the top ten list? Okay. So in my list of ten, the ones I'm going to pick to start off with will be Superman versus Supergirl. I think that that deserves to be up there. I think it's iconic to have those two go at it. And I'm happy that Carl won. But I think that should be a top ten moment for the CW universe. That's a big deal to have Superman go against Supergirl. Kryptonian against Kryptonian battle of the Royale. That's what it was to me that I was captivated by it, and I love the execution of it. Yeah, uh, Eric, do you uh, agree that that should be in the top ten list? I, I wish y'all could see the smile on my face that we went there first. That's perfect. It definitely deserves to be on the list. All right, that perfect. Is- I actually. I actually had uh, Superman appearing in Supergirl uh, as uh, as part of my list. So that, that pretty much is two birds, one stone. So, yeah. So at number 10, we have Superman. Uh, let me actually start that list because I will definitely forget what we have. Um, all right. So number one, Superman versus Supergirl. Uh, All right. So, Eric, what is your uh, pick for the list? Well, I am going to stay in Supergirl, the other reason that I'm smiling, and go with Supergirl and the Flash racing each other for the first time. Um, We all know the classic story of Superman and Flash racing around the world uh, and the iconic image of them at the starting line together. And to see Barry... And Supergirl do that on television for me was a big geek out moment 
you can ask my girls here. I I was giddy as a giddy as a jaybird when I saw it. So I, I definitely want to add that one to the list. All right, Shay, do you agree? I do agree. I do. I accept. Thank you. All right, for now, I'm going to say yes, but I definitely feel as though I have something that I want to argue that with uh, as we go forward. But for now, I I, I am fine with it because it was kind of really cool to see it. Um, yeah. All right, so for my pick, I am going – Whew. All right, I'm not gonna start with anything too heavy yet. I'll wait for that. All right, I'm gonna start with I'm gonna start with seeing Diggle's son become the Arrow in the future on Legends of Tomorrow. Uh, main, what was cool about that for me was one them deciding to change the ethnicity of who that character uh, originally was in the comics, who was Oliver's son that became the Arrow. Uh, you know, not necessarily in the future, but uh, a little ways uh, deeper into the Arrow comics, his son did become uh, the Arrow, which I was hoping William, who his son's name is not William in the comics, but I was really hoping that th- when they brought William in, like when they brought him back, he'd be like maybe 15 or 16, so we could maybe see him grow into becoming a crime fighter, but it looks like we're definitely not going to get that, especially anytime soon. But my first moment is uh, seeing Diggle's son become the arrow. Shay, does that deserve to be on the list? I feel like for now it's going to be on the list, but it's a possibility it's going to get knocked off. Okay, okay. Not a problem. Like I said, I wanted to throw softballs first okay. um, <laughs> before I go into the heavy stuff. Uh, Eric, uh, does this go on the list for you? Yes, for the sheer okay. coolness factor of it, because I completely agree with you. Seeing Diggle's son, seeing that that change made, awesome. I totally agree. Yeah. All right. So Shay, we're gonna kick it back to you. Um, at number seven, what are you putting on the list? Hmm. I guess I'm gonna go ahead and get all my Supergirl stuff out the way. So I can. So I have one more, and if y'all haven't noticed from there, I like good fights. So my next one is going to be Supergirl versus Rain, because Supergirl was rocking and she still lost, and Rain was heartless. She was ruthless. I loved it. I was here for it, beginning to end. I like how they had Rain kind of develop, but that fight between Rain and Supergirl. I'm okay with it. So I think that should be up there because that was epic too. I don't know if it's going mm. one, but it was epic. Uh, I'll go to you first, Eric. Uh, does that stay on the list? Please. You know, please, yes. It, it, and okay. again, you know, like like we said when we reviewed it, it reminded me of Superman versus Doomsday. That epic feeling, watching this battle happen. I, I, me personally, I think I would have. Saved it for a, you know, first, you know, closer to number one or whatever. But still, I I love the pick. It's fantastic. All right, so we're keeping that in. I was gonna say no, but even if I did say no, I was outvoted anyway. So it stays yeah. at number seven. It stays at number seven. Um, what is your pick? 
for number six on the list? Oh, so many choices. So many wonderful, wonderful choices. Um, I'm, I'm going to go into the flash now, and I'm going to say seeing Gage, Jay Garrick, excuse me, suited up in his full flash outfit for the first time. Okay. Um, Shay, should that stay at number six? Actually, that was one of the ones I was going to say, so I think it should stay. <laughs> you yeah. think it should stay? Um, again, I'll vote it again. I was going to say no. Uh, I wasn't overly thrilled by that. But, again, I was outvoted, so let me just fill it in, and I will keep it. But since we are at number five, I, um, I'll pull out the big guns. Okay. Uh, Bring it out. Right. Hold on. Okay. Sorry, I had to write that down. Nope, not fifth time. First time. There we go. Okay. Um, so at number five, I'm going with whew, Slade killing Oliver's mom. Not only was that something iconic for the uh the feud versus uh the feud of Slade versus Oliver. But it, to me, was insane because we have never really seen anything like that uh, live action, especially on television, uh, mm-hmm. from a superhero show of that amount of violence, just something just openly violent. Um, I thought it was set up very well. I thought uh, that was one of Stephen Amell's best uh, emotional performances. Uh, I thought Thea... Mm-hmm. Uh, Thea also killed that scene. And Moira, who I wish desperately was back, I did not value her as much as I should have then, like I do now. But she played that role beautifully. She played that scene beautifully. And the fact that Slade used um, how Shadow died because the guy made uh, Oliver choose between Shadow and Sarah, he ultimately picked Sarah, so Shadow was killed. Slade loves. So Slade played that same game with Oliver. I just thought that was an mm-hmm. ultimate chess move by Slade, and I thought it was one of the most violent yet crazy dramatic scenes I have seen uh, in the Arrowverse. One of them. Um, so that is my uh, pick for the number five spot. Shay, I will start with you. Does that deserve to stay at number five? You know, I'm going to tell you why it honestly deserves to be higher. So my mom, um, she's really a Wonder Woman fan, and that's the farthest that I can take her. One day, her and I was watching the show because I had to clean the kitchen because I had to do chores. So that whole episode from beginning to end had my mother sitting down in the TV, and she actually decided to watch the first season of Arrow to see if she would like it. I, because I know how she is about her TV, she's not going to really watch it unless I'm with her. But the fact that that episode was just as emotional as you described it, as heartfelt as it was, the best performances I've seen from both of them as far as, like, you know, sympathy and seeing somebody about to die, you don't know what to do, and being stuck. And just like you said, I think it was violent. It was like the Punisher before the Punisher. Uh-huh. So I, yeah, that's pretty I, brutal. Yeah, it was wild. So my mom said, like, this is on TV. And I was like, I mean, yeah, ain't nobody stopping. So I guess, you know, <laughs> they, they, they down for the cause. But she yeah, the FCC the was definitely okay with it. that. 
Yeah, the mom, the fact that my mom can appreciate the acting that came with it, even her not knowing the storyline, the acting, the actor, this is how everything developed. That in itself speaks volumes. Yeah, I definitely wanted to to call my mom right after that. That was that was uh-huh. that was brutal. Um, mm-hmm. Eric, do you think it deserves to stay on this top ten list? I, I agree with Shay. I think it should have. You know, I, I it, it's it's an amazing scene. Anger and disgust was played. Our hearts are breaking with Oliver and Thea. I think I even cried when that happened. You know, yeah. and then sucked it up and went, okay, let's go kick this guy's butt. So, I mean, just a phenomenal scene and an excellent choice, man. Just excellent. Yeah, and I think what made that what made that scene uh, truly pop wasn't even necessarily in that scene. It was the next episode when Oliver was so crushed, he just left. Didn't attend the funeral. Didn't stick around to, to console Thea. Or, or say anything to the team. He just left. He wanted to just completely give up. He, at that point, said, Slade wins. Uh, you know, he's destroyed me. I'm done. Like, there's nothing else I want or feel as though I can do going forward. So that, that affected a lot of that, uh, the next, next few episodes. Um, so that's why that moment, to me, uh, stuck out so much. But now I'm bringing out the heavy hitters, the next couple of go-arounds. Um, okay, so that's... So I'll read you guys, since we have now have five, I'll read to you guys the uh, the five that we have. So at number 10, we have Superman versus Supergirl. Number nine, we have Flash versus Supergirl. Uh, Race. Uh, number eight, we have Diggle's son becoming the Arrow. At number seven, we have Rain versus Supergirl. Number six, we have Jay Garrett suiting up uh, for the first time. And number five, we have Slade killing Oliver's mother. So we at number four, and it is your go, Shay. Uh, what is your pick for the number four spot? Uh, it's like I want to talk. I just want to put it out there, so I can, but I, I feel like it's number one, so I need to rearrange that. <sighs> okay. What am I going to say is my number four? That's it. <clears throat> what is it? Uh, okay. <laughs> I, because I had to I, I stopped myself because I feel like this is what I, what I wanted to say. I feel like it should be number one, so I had to I had to stop myself. But I'm going to say when Barry's daughter was at their wedding, that's my number four. Say it one more time. When Barry what? When Barry's daughter was at um, he and I was Ivan's wedding when the crossover started. I'm oh yeah. That was his daughter, oh, and okay. I'm I'm putting that up there because like. That's a big thing. He had no clue what was going on. She just time traveled to see her mom and her dad get married. I probably freaked out. So I I think that was significant. It's very significant to see Force Universe. So I'm putting that out there. Hmm. I have some thoughts about that, but I'm going to go to you first, Eric. Do you think that should be at the number four spot? Shay, I'm sorry, but not at number four. I, I love the scene. Um, I, I thought it really cool. You know, to see her all, you know, don't forget to say I do. Don't forget to say I do. I thought that was cute and everything, but not at number four. Sorry. It's all good. Um, all discussion. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to echo that only because even though we are, we are speculating um, that that is going to be his daughter, um, we just don't know if it is we could maybe never see this character again this season. 
Uh, we could see it next season or the season after that or in Legends. Like, we, we don't know when we're going to uh, see that, that character again to find out exactly who she is to Barry. So until they officially say it, um, because that's the same hype I got when I thought Tommy was, was Prometheus. And then I was incredibly let down. Luckily for Arrow, that season was just iconic that I forgave them for it. But until I get official confirmation that that's exactly who that character is, I do not know if I can put it in uh, at number four. But I will say it was a very cool moment if that is uh, who her character uh, truly was. That would have been super cool because no one really saw it coming and it was just super awkward. But until we officially hear it, I'm going to go with no on this one. Um, but, Eric, what do you think should be at the number four spot? What is your pick for the number four spot, rather? Sorry. Uh, it's okay. Uh, the death of Captain Cold. Oof. Ain't got no, okay. Ain't got, go ahead. Ain't got, ain't got no strings on me. That that mm. ultimate act of defiance and his the, the hero's death that, you know... Uh, it, it was the ultimate redemption story. Started out as a cold-hearted criminal and then slowly started warming up and had that amazing ending right there at the end. And, ooh, that just gives me goosebumps even remembering that, you know, or seeing it play out in my head and everything. So I, 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 I want that for the number four. All right, I'm going to kick it to you, Shay. Does that deserve to stay at the number four spot? I'll give it number four. Okay. I'll give, I'll, I will give it number four. Because that was very heartfelt. Right. It was very hard. It wasn't very heartfelt. That was really captivated by it. So I'll give that number four. Uh, I agree. He is actually, uh, and this is very biased to me, but uh, actually one of my most favorite uh, television actors. Um, I think he completely gets into the role uh, and becomes that person. And I never thought I could see a Captain Cold on television and feel for a Captain Cold. Uh, but I did with how they uh, completely turned around his character in the show. So, yeah, I'll stick with that at number number four. Um, all right. So, number three, I'm going to go with something that definitely blew my mind because after finding out that what I thought was going to happen wasn't going to happen and they completely went left with it. My number three is um, finding out Adrian Chase was Prometheus. That to me blew my mind, mainly because the entire summer when they were hyping up the, the upcoming season, they were hyping up their main villain of Prometheus. They allowed uh, fans to go along with the idea of um, Tommy Merlin being Prometheus. They did not deny it. They only further fueled it uh, as the summer went by and we went into the fall and got into uh, that season. So, in, you know, and they also went, went about saying, uh, they went about the narrative of it is a character from season one. So that only further fueled uh our suspicion of thinking that's who it could be. Um, I remember thinking it was between, um, you know, since Flashpoint, it was either uh, Walter or it had to be Tommy. Those are my only two picks on who I thought Prometheus could end up being. 
So when we get the, the pretty cool fight of Prometheus versus um, the Vigilante, to where Prometheus kind of wins that battle and then takes the mask off and it's Adrian Chase, I was completely blown away. And then how sadistic Adrian Chase was that second half of that season. Mm-hmm. That guy's an amazing actor. Um, he he really mm-hmm. made me hate his character completely. Mm-hmm. And it's a guy that kind of comes from comedy. A lot of these guys that either come from writing comedy or doing comedy are some of the best uh, emotional actors. Uh, he did a phenomenal job. Um, and I, I really think he is, and I, I always say this, better than Slade only because of the emotional uh, acting that we got from him. I think Prometheus is the best villain Arrow will ever have, unless we get Sportsmaster. Uh, but I think Prometheus <laughs> is the best villain Arrow has ever had, uh, only to eclipse it by um, how well the actor portrayed the character in that season. So for number three, sorry, I'm going the revealing <laughs> of Prometheus. Shay, I will start with you. Should that be at? Should that be on this list? Let alone at number three. Uh, you know, I wouldn't say yes. But I I can't. I got to say no. Okay. You want to explain and, it a little bit further, then, or are you just sticking with that? Uh, no, 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 no. I'll explain it. And maybe it's because mm-hmm. one of you guys are like, well, that can be for number one. Maybe that might be the argument. If that's the case, then, you know, I'll take it. But I like how Prometheus played with him, but I feel like the most epic moment in that was when he killed himself and he made the island blow up. He made everyone that at one point Oliver Love believed to be gone because he chose to try to do the right thing. I thought that was the more epic scene that had me, like, you know, fall out of my seat type of thing. You want to be, like, close to the number one, and y'all want this to be number three? I'm cool with that. I'm cool mm. with that. If, because if, I believe you do get the, uh, no, 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 I'm sorry, Eric gets the number one. Well, no, no. If you got, if we don't all agree on number three, um, you'll get the. I we'll, we'll see how that works out. But anyway, um, that wouldn't be my number one moment. Uh, okay. Uh, at all, that definitely would not be my number one moment. Um, I don't even have my number one moment coming from Arrow. Um, but I I totally respect uh you know um your take on it, Eric. Uh, is the revealing of Prometheus worthy enough to be at number three? Yeah, actually, I kind of think it is. Um, amazing actor, amazing character. Um, I, I love Prometheus as the villain, and I, I I can only say I agree totally. All right, all right, good. Cause I was going to feel horrible <laughs> if I didn't really get the last pick. Um, <laughs> one of the last three picks. Uh, but, yeah, no, Shay, I completely understand what you're saying. That was an insane moment where we thought, all right, like, there's explosives on the island, but we know Team Arrow. They're going to get off of there. Everyone's going to get off of the island. And then when he's like, yeah, nope, about that, and then, you know, took himself out, uh, further haunting William and uh, his last chess move against Oliver, uh, I think I would have – the reason why I wouldn't have that at number one is not enough or not or or not enough important people actually died in result of that. 
Like if Sia didn't make it out, uh, Williams' mom didn't make it out, Artemis didn't make it out, and one other person crucial to Oliver, like Lance or somebody, didn't make it out, then I would say, yes, that trumps everything. But the fact that people we didn't really care about didn't make it out of that, it, it didn't have that effect. Like it was a crazy moment that he did it, but did we care about Artemis? Not really. Did we care about William's mom? Not really. Those are the only really people of significance that didn't make it off of there. And Malcolm Merlin, mm-hmm. but he took himself out well before that. So that's yeah. the only reason why I wouldn't have that at number one. It didn't have the effect that it should have. Sia or somebody important shouldn't have made it. Um, but we are at number two. Um, so, Eric. Uh, I just completely forgot the order. Uh, Slade killing Oliver's mom. Oh, okay. That's why I got messed up. Uh, Shay, what is your pick for number two? Um, the reveal of of the first flash. Number two. Go ahead. Further, further, further. Uh, give give your uh your take before someone goes. But that's interesting. <laughs> Well, I mean, because that's the when that when that when that happened, nobody was ready for that. Nobody uh-huh. was ready for for that to happen. It messed with his mind. It, it, like it messed with Barry. It resonated with him. Like for how many seasons? You know, it haunted him, and it it played a key factor to him becoming the Flash from from a character development standpoint. Yeah, I don't know about y'all, but I saw it. I almost fell out. So I, I think that's definitely pretty much up there. Then what makes it worse is, like, this is your first lesson that's the Flash, and now it keeps happening, and you're trying to figure out, like, what's going on. So I feel mm. like it happens um, at the same time. Uh, before I get into what I'm going to say, Eric, uh, is this staying at number two? Yes, please. I, I actually had it on my list, too. Um, I remember the moment when he revealed, you know, who he was, and my 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 jaw fell off my skull, and I had to fumble around on the ground for it, you know. And I I can just remember going, wow, you know. And Shay's right; it it truly it truly helped define who Barry is as the Flash. Um, and growing up as a man, you know, um. It's a very pivotal moment. Absolutely. Mm. I actually, uh, not that it matters, because <laughs> you guys <laughs> both uh, outvoted me, but um, I definitely do not have that as my number two. It's on, It'd be on my top ten list, and when we go through at the end, there's definitely something in that first, in like in that low ten area, like around seven, eight, nine, ten, that I'd remove. Um, to put that in my top ten, but it definitely wouldn't be top two. Um, but, okay, so it, it's in there, though, Shay, because <laughs> um, you guys outvoted me. But, um, all right, so, Eric, it's to you. Is the number one uh, pick for you? Now, mm, so many choices, so many choices. Um, I'm kind of torn between two, but... Um, I'm going to have to go with the death of Martin Stein. Mm. Powerful moment, the end to an 
amazing duo of characters. Um, you know, he, 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 he went out in a hero's death, which was amazing. The only way you could really take him out, I mean, honestly. Um, and, again, you know, I'm, I'm a grown man, but I'm not afraid to admit when I cry, and I cried. I sat there, and I remember tears coming down my eyes, going, no, not Martin, please. Uh, so that's going to be my number one. Wow. Before I kick it to you, Shay, I will say, as heartbreaking as that was, and it was heartbreaking, I actually have something that I feel uh, <laughs> is like a bigger gut wrench than that. Uh, but, Shay... <laughs> Um, is this staying at number one for you? You just making so many things intriguing right now. Like you just want to go ahead and throw all of these curveballs. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> like you just look like, oh, you think that's that? That's what you got? Okay, I I got you. I got uh-huh. you. That's why, that's why I'm feeling from you right now, my good sir. Because you know I'm going to agree with him because that was my number three. It was not my number one, but it was my number three. So I am agreeing with him. So. Let's see what you got. I fold. I think that's what I was supposed to say. I've never played Pokemon before. <laughs> um, well, we're gonna keep that because I was uh, I was outvoted. Um, but we will get a chance after this to go through this full top ten list after I uh, reveal everything in a top ten list, and we can take certain things out that we think should be replaced with maybe something else. Um, so I'll wait until then to say what I think should have been that number one spot. Uh, so for now, we'll fill that in. Um, See, you playing games Stine. now. <laughs> uh-huh. Well, I don't want to show my hand too early, speaking of poker references. Uh, all right, so let me announce the top ten list that we have as of this moment. Number one, Death of Stein. Number two, the reveal of the reverse flash. Number three, the reveal of Prometheus, number four, the death of Captain Cold. A lot of deaths in here. Not really, uh-huh. not really other like fighting moments. Just the just the ending of the fighting moments. Um, Slade killing Oliver's mother. Um, Jay Garrick suiting up for the first time. Rain versus Supergirl. Diggle's son becoming the Arrow. Um, Flash versus Supergirl race and Superman versus Supergirl. So Shay, I will go to you first. Out of that top ten list, what is one of the the uh, moments that you would take out to replace with something else? It doesn't it doesn't really matter uh, if if it needs to be higher or not. We're just we're just focusing on whether or not it's going to be in the list uh, at all. So if you could take one of these out, which one would you take out, if any? It was one of the ones that you said earlier that I didn't agree with. I can't remember what it was. Cause I know you just said it, but it went over my head. You want me to say the list again? Yes. Okay, no problem. Um, number one, Death of Stein. Number two, the reveal of Reverse Flash. Number three, the reveal of Prometheus. Number four, Death of Captain Cold. Number five, Slade killing Oliver's mother. Number six, Jay Garrick suited up for the first time. Number seven, That's Rain versus Supergirl. Which one? It was um I, I remember it it was Diggle's son. I don't I don't think that's a monumental moment. Okay. All right. So, um because now this is where it gets fun. You not only have to take something uh out, but you have to then put something in. 
for us to vote on whether or not we're replacing it. So if you take that out, forget about what spot, what number it's at. If you're taking Diggle's son becoming Arrow out, what would you replace it with? I would replace it with Barry getting arrested. Hmm. Uh, Eric, do you agree? Yeah, I do. I like that choice, Shay. That's good. I like that a lot. Thank you. All right. So let me take this out. All right. All right. All right. Yeah. Now you guys are making me. Yeah. Uh. All right. Okay. So we have taken out Diggle's son becoming the arrow in the future, and we are replacing it with Barry getting arrested. All right, good job, Shay. Uh, Eric, to you, if you need me to recite the list one more time, I can. But out of the top ten list, what would you take out to replace with something else? I'm actually going to take out one of my own because hearing this list, uh, the, the Jake Eric suing up as the Flash yeah, it's good, but in, in the purposes of this list, purposes of this list doesn't fit very well, I don't think. Um, not not to stick with the, the with the theme of death, but the death of Tommy Merlin. That 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 uh, that was a that was a powerful moment for me. All right, so you want to take out Jake Barrett shooting up for the first time. Uh, yes. Yeah, well, I'm going to just go ahead and say it didn't really matter what you said. Uh, I, I wanted that out of the list anyway. I was I was going <laughs> to uh, vote for that one. Um, but, yeah, no, I will say I will say that definitely did strike me. Um, even though I wasn't overly impressed with any of the acting outside of Tommy's, during that scene, like, Laurel did nothing for me, uh, neither did Oliver. Um, I thought that his acting was horrible, actually, during that moment. But uh, <laughs> the gentleman who played Tommy Merlin did an amazing job. Uh, I'd say the the last few episodes leading up to his death, um, I just, I really loved the way they were going with that character, and I hated that he had to you know, that they haven't really brought that character back uh, at least part-time outside of the, the crossover um, for uh-huh. us to see his character further evolve. So, yeah, I'd say yes. Uh, Shay, what about you? Uh, I can, I'm cool with that. I'm, I'm cool with that. Uh-huh. I'll take it. All right. Death of Tommy replaces Jay Garrick suiting up. All right. Uh-huh. So, whew. All right. Let me see. Superman versus Supergirl. Yeah, that was dope. Can I think of anything? Yeah, no, that was dope. Um, Flash versus Supergirl race. All right, this is the one I'm going to pick on because everything Uh else is just, like, too beautiful. I can't Uh really take anything else out of this list. All right, so what I'm going to replace that with um, is uh, Zoom killing Barry's father. Now, that scene between Barry, uh, I was going to say Prometheus, uh, Barry, Zoom, and his father at the end isn't, isn't the best part for me. The best part for me is everyone sitting at the dinner table. I believe it was Thanksgiving. Everyone's sitting at the dinner table. 
laughing. Barry's dad uh, brings the the scientist lady, uh, you know, as, as a as a plus one. And what's super amazing about that is, I believe she played the love interest of uh, John Wesley Ship when he was the Flash back in the day. So that was just Correct. like super cool to see that. Um, but what stood out to me the most in that scene is when Zoom comes and grabs his dad. And then Barry just gives like this this stare that is just like nothing else mattered to Barry but his father at that point. And then after Zoom darts away and Barry runs after him, the look on Wally's face, who at that moment felt as though he owed the Flash his life because the Flash saved him. Wally was the only person in that room who had no idea that Barry was the Flash, and he just looked completely stunned, like life meant like life had no meaning at that point. Um, and it was just, it was super fun to just see how Wally is now going to try to be into the fold even more, knowing that Barry's uh, the Flash. But then, of course, the, the craziest part of it is Barry pleading with Zoom not to take his father. And then Zoom telling him, you're one bad moment from becoming me. Zoom insinuating this moment could be what drives you to become exactly what I am. Uh, and, and that, to me, was just like, wow. And then seeing him phase and then completely take out his dad, uh, Barry having to see his mom die. Um, I, I want to say like 80 times he's had to see that. Um, and then watching and being powerless to stop his dad from facing the same fate. Uh, so I'd say I vote for Flash versus Supergirl race to be replaced with Zoom taking out Barry's father. Uh, Eric, I'll go to you first. Do you agree with that? Completely agree. Another powerful moment in Flash, another defining moment for Barry. Um, they had worked so hard to get his dad out and everything, and bringing back the girl from the original Flash series, I agree with you. Having her as the plus one, I, it was... Wow, another one of those moments where you get misty-eyed, you know, and your pleading was just heartbreaking. You know, it was, you were just hoping that Zoom would have one moment of humanity and say, okay, I'm going to let him go. You hope that, but then at the same time, you know, you've almost got the little angel and little, little devil on your shoulders going, okay, he may give you the humanity moment. And then you've got the little devil going, no, he ain't. And then when it happened, it was just like, oh, uh, yeah. No, it, yeah. It, it definitely needs to be on there. Yeah, and I will say, uh, I don't think this is up for debate. Maybe Victor Garber uh, would be the only one I would I would listen to someone uh, debating with me about. But Grant Gustin is possibly one of the greatest actors in Arrowverse history. And yes, I'd even dare is. to say one of the greatest actors on television. Uh, that man, when it comes to emotion, it is very few that I could think of TV-wise, like strictly TV-wise, that can capture emotion the way that Grant does. It's like Grant, like, like Grant really is going through that at that moment. Like he's not acting as Barry. He's, like that's literally what he's feeling at that moment. Um, exactly. I definitely think he's one of the greatest actors in the CW universe, uh, mm -hmm. and one of the greatest actors on television right now. 
Um, but Shay, do you agree that that uh, should replace Supergirl racing the Flash? I agree with you about Grant Gustin because, you know, he used to be on Glee. So he had that Glee coming out of him where he'd be going through it on the Flash. That's that Glee <laughs> right there. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> So I agree with you about that replacing the race. And I also thought that you was going to say when um, he ran back in time to go save his mom, and then, like, it was the Barry who ran back in time, and there was the other Barry who had already been there before and told him to stop, like, don't do it. I thought that's what you was going to say. But I'm oh, okay yeah, with no, that was that was that to me wasn't as heartbreaking because Barry had already experienced his mom died. So it wasn't like uh-huh. he didn't remember and he was experiencing it for the first time. His dad literally was the only family he had left. That was it. That was his, that was the last shred of the Allen. So to see, see it, I didn't take to it see like it that. face-to-face was, was crazy. All right, so go ahead, Def, uh, I, How did you take it? I didn't take I didn't take that scene like that. I didn't take the scene as a scene where he's upset because his mother's dying in front of him again. I didn't see this as scene. I saw it as a scene where he knows what's about to happen. He can stop it. But literally, his better self told him to not do it. And he chose to listen to him, his better self instead of doing what he, regardless of how you know emotional he got. That's why I saw when I saw that scene. That's why it resonated with me the most. Yeah, I I, I understand that, but uh, that was that was before, well before that though. Yeah. After he defeated Zoom, he actually did cause Flashpoint uh, yeah. by saving his mom. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, no, I I I get that. And then after you know after he he allowed his mom to to die, he then went to her. Told her he lo- <clears throat> excuse me. Told her he loved her. Got to tell her everything he couldn't when he was like eleven, and he had to experience that. I could get that. I definitely get that. But to me, the reason why that Zoom scene stands out more is because there's more to that scene than just Zoom taking out his dad and Barry pleading with him, Wally mm-hmm. being totally blown away. Um, you know, the the family being powerless to do anything to help Barry get his dad back. And then his dad having that last moment with him. Um, and then Zoom's iconic, uh, you know, iconic conversation with Barry there telling him, you're only one moment. Like, it took something like this happening to me for me to become Zoom. So this huh. is what could be what is your unraveling. And the fact that it almost was Barry's unraveling. Remember, Barry's only mindset was to kill Zoom. That's all he wanted. Nothing else mattered. He was uh-huh. going down that path. And the difference between Zoom and Barry is Barry had family and friends to help him uh, come out of that that dark place. So there's just so many things surrounding that Zoom scene that made it truly special as to uh, I get how special that moment, uh, that conversation with his mom was. It was just more to that Zoom scene that made it special. That's why I kind of hold it a little higher than uh, Barry going back in time and watching his mom go through that again. But I do understand you on that's definitely a special moment. I'll even go as far as to ask you, um, excuse me, Shay, is there anything on this list you want to take out to put that in? Uh, why are you to put me in this predicament? Um. <laughs> well, no, I mean, because you brought up a really good point. That is, that is an amazing um, 
uh, a scene. So I, I just, before I went any further, I wanted to ask, did you want to uh, take anything out to put that in? Because it is a really great, great scene. A moment, mm-hmm. rather. I'm sorry. No. No, I don't. Because everything else that I feel like could have replaced it has already been kind of replaced. All right. Um, I actually do have something else I wanted to replace, but Eric, I don't think I've went to you yet. So uh, what on this list, if you need me to name the list off again, I can, uh, the updated list. But uh, from what you remember, is there anything on here that you want replaced? Can I have the list again? Yep. Number one is the death of Stein. Number two is the reveal of Reverse Flash. Number three is the revealing of Prometheus. Number four is the death of Captain Cold. Number five is Slade taking out Oliver's mother. Number six is the death of Tommy. Number seven is Rain versus Supergirl. Number eight, Barry getting arrested. Number nine, Zoom take. Uh, wow, I put Zoom taking killing Barry's dad. Yeah, that's not a sentence. Um, <laughs> Zoom killing Barry's dad. Um, and number 10, Superman versus Supergirl. No, I'm good. This, this is an epic top 10. Okay. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Um, all right. So I'm going to name a couple of things that I think are honorable mentions. And you guys point out to me if you think any of these deserve to possibly, uh, be in this top 10. Um, I have Oliver versus Slade, the final battle. Uh, uh, what to me, the reason why I put that on there wasn't just Oliver fighting Slade. It was the trickery that Oliver used that even tricked us as the viewers to where he told Slade he loved Laurel. Um, I'm, I'm sorry. He told Slade he loved Felicity. Um, when us as the viewers are like, well, no, he definitely loves Laurel. So it pulled the wool over our eyes, uh, Felicity having the, the Mirakuru serum uh, and then injecting Slade with it, then taking away the Mirakuru from him, uh, then making it a fair fight for Oliver versus Slade. It was just, it was really cool trickery, only to find out at the end, Oliver didn't use that as a ruse. He really did love Felicity. So I just thought that was a really cool scene um, uh, of Oliver versus Slade, the final battle. Also, I have um, Flash versus Zoom, the final battle. Um, I thought that was cool because we kind of got uh, Death Flash, or uh, I can't remember what that Flash is called. I think it is the Death Flash. Um, but I thought that was really cool to see Hunter Zolomon not necessarily die, but just become a whole other entity. Um, I also have Roy suiting up as Arsenal for the first time officially shooting up his arsenal, like actually being able to shoot a bow and arrow and everything. Um, I thought that was super dope for a billion different reasons. Um, I have King Shark versus The Flash, Flash running on water, possibly one of the best CGI moments that show has ever had, Uh, especially King Shark taking the roof off of their house was just insane. Um, I thought that was just crazy also have us getting the Hawks for the first time. That was really epic. Seeing them done the right way, seeing them totally embrace who the Hawks were, I thought was really cool. Um, the last crossover, Crisis on Earth X. 
Uh, I don't have an exact moment. I just thought that crossover altogether was just packed with epicness. Um, uh, I guess Shay kind of, I think Shay had Barry getting arrested. So I guess this kind of goes with it. I had DeVoe setting up Barry um, because I thought the moment where DeVoe revealed himself as being uh, that guy was just super whoa. I didn't really see that coming. Um, Seeing the real Dinah uh, become Black Canary, I thought that was really awesome. She embodied, like, she reminded me of the Black Canary we got in Justice League Unlimited. I thought she, I completely think she embodied who that was. Uh, so I was, I really enjoyed seeing that, um, that for the first time. Uh, well, not for the first time, but a more accurate portrayal. Sarah was great. Uh, Laurel was god awful. Um, but Sarah never really was <laughs> Black Canary. So, um, you know, so it was really cool seeing her become the White Canary and us getting an actual Black Canary. Um, let me think. I have Barry versus Oliver when Barry was hypnotized. Uh, and started uh, taking out all his rage and frustration out on Oliver and seeing Oliver kind of get the the upper hand the same way Batman would against Superman. I thought that was really cool. Um, And my last two are seeing Martian Manhunter for the first time in a live-action TV show. That was epic. Um, I was not a fan of the first season of Supergirl. The only thing that saved that season for me was the idea that we had Martian Manhunter. And very last, I have Vandal Savage versus the Arrowverse. I thought that actor did an amazing job as Vandal Savage. Uh, I hope down the road we get a legion of super uh, super villains led by that guy who played Vandal Savage. That would definitely be something awesome. Um, but out of that list, is there anything you guys should be in the top ten that isn't, or should we move on to reducing the ten to, uh, to five? No, but can I just say I've never. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Eric. Go ahead. Sorry. I I forgot to say. say... I forgot to kick to somebody. No, it's okay. I was just going to say can we just admit, I I mean, me personally, I've never hated an actor more based on his role than Vandal Savage just because he was so damn evil and and, and sadistic. Yeah, I'd say the only person that would rival that even remotely. Uh, is either Prometheus or Slade. But Slade I wouldn't mention only because now we know he's kind of like an anti-hero now. But Prometheus mm-hmm. was just cold-blooded, conniving. Like, that guy really made... Because he went from somebody that you were like, oh, this is a really nice guy to have on the show, to, yeah, I despise this guy. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. he needs to die now. So I, mm-hmm. I definitely say between those two. But Vandal was, oof. Wow, was that a really good interpretation of Vandal Savage. Mm -hmm. Um, Shay, before I kick it to you, I did want to add, I had one that I wanted to be in the top ten, but um, as I look over the list again, I don't think it it beats anything. But I did want to say us not only getting Ravager, but her coming out to Oliver the way that she did um, when, you know, the the, – Queen Consolidated was signed over to to her, and he was saying like, "What are you doing? Why would you betray me?" And she and she kind of went, "I'm paraphrasing here. Um, if you weren't so caught up in your nighttime activities, 
you would have saw this coming. And then Oliver immediately put two and two together, knew she was working with Slade, and they had that amazing fight between the two of them in his office. I thought that was epic, and then what made that even more epic until they completely wasted her um, was her becoming Ravenger. And I thought, mm-hmm. man, if this season could end with her and Slade like being locked up for us to see the two of them uh, in the future like come out as, like, quote-unquote father and daughter, that would be mm-hmm. epic if we could see the two of them just destroying all of, of Star City. Unfortunately, it never happened. They killed her in the dumbest way possible. Um, and it was a complete waste of such a great character. But I thought that was one of those great moments uh, for the Arrowverse and for the show Arrow. Um, but, Shay, I will kick it to you. Uh, did any of my honorable mentions impress you enough to take something out of the top ten list? Um, I was only consider taking – I was only consider one that you said, and that was the death flash. Um, for me, the reason why it was super emotional for me is because when that joint happened, the young justice almost lost it, and the fact that they were able to execute it just as passionate as I saw in young justice – with a real person on regular TV, they were able to bring that 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 determination to do what you have to take to do what it takes, no matter what. As a hero, I saw that, and you know, I also had to pick myself up from off the floor from crying. But you know, I think that could be over there. Do I think it's going to happen? Probably not. But that's the one that I like. I I was I was heartbroken when that happened. I had to, I had to pause the TV. Um, Eric, do you agree? Yes, totally. Um, It was, yeah, I agree. Absolutely. I'm just going to leave it there. I agree. Hmm. Okay. So is there something on the list that, that, you guys are, are really looking are, are, are looking at for this? Shay, I'll go to you. I'm, I'm trying to think, and it's like it's hard. I don't know. I, I'm going to be I completely honest with you. I'm going to be completely honest with you. If I had to take one or two out, um, I would definitely say uh, Barry getting arrested or the death of Tommy would be the only two out of this list. That oh, I would even I would take remotely. Out of there. Okay. <laughs> All right. Eric, do you agree? Which one are we taking out? Tommy Death dying. Of Tommy. Yeah, I could agree with that. Yeah. Absolutely. Damn, we're take killing Tommy you out. all over again, Tommy. We're killing <laughs> you all over again, Tommy. Um, all right, so what was what was the scene we're replacing it with again? So I got this completely right. The death flash. Uh, oh, Death Flash, the, gotcha. Yeah, the Black Flash. Black no, Flash, that's, a, that's it, thank you. Oh, that's what it's called, Black Flash? Black yeah. Flash. He's, I, could, he's a, I couldn't remember he's, the name of it. He's a, um, the role of death for those who possess super speed. Right. No, wait a minute, hold on. Which, That's not what I'm talking about. What are you talking about then? I'm sorry. I was talking about when, um, when he was running. And he made all of those berries. And it was oh, the time to, Yeah, and, and the, the, like the time limit dying. That's the one that I'm talking about. Oh, wait, you mean when it was frozen? 
No, but he had to make like 15 different berries to distract him. And then in the midst of like both of them running, one of them had to like kind of disintegrate. Oh, okay, okay, hold on, because I I remember that scene vividly. It was him versus uh-huh. Zoom on that wheel that uh, yeah. Zoom needed very speed to power mm-hmm. up enough for uh-huh. him to to do what he was going to do. It was only one other Flash. Um, yeah, Barry found out a way to use his time remnant, and mm-hmm. the team thought Barry died. Turns out he didn't. Uh, you know, the time rem- not the time remnant. That's not what you call it. Because the time remnant is the ghost. Uh, I can't like remember what you call it. was like a duplicate or something like that because he had to, yeah, get, was, he had to was get himself a, up. Right, uh-huh. it was a duplicate flash, but there's a name for it, and it's not uh, it's not a time remnant. The time um, remnant is that ghost that kept popping up. Um, yeah, no, so, so wait, cause, hold on, because I'm completely confused. I might have to disagree with you. You're saying you want to put, you want to take out the death of Tommy to replace it, not with Zoom becoming the Black Flash, but was Barry's duplicate dying? That's why I thought you were talking about it first. So yeah, no, I was talking about... Black, the, black, the Black Flash. Right. Oh, okay, right. you know, we can tell people like that. That's so epic. Okay, so Black Flash. Okay, yeah. Zoom becoming Black Flash. Mm-hmm. You okay with that, Eric? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. All right, um, so I will give you guys the updated list. Number one, and the the order of it doesn't matter because when we when we take out things to finalize the what we want to be the actual top five, then we can kind of sort it out in numerical order. So this is just where the old stuff was that we took out that we replaced with something. So it, it's not devaluing it. If it's something huge, but it's at number ten. Um, so at number one, we have the death of Stein. Number two, the reveal of Reverse Flash. Number three. Reveal of Prometheus, number four, the death of Captain Cold, number five, Slade killing Oliver's mother, number six, Zoom becoming Black Flash, excuse me, number seven, Rain versus Supergirl, number eight, Barry getting arrested, number nine, Zoom killing Barry's dad, number ten, Superman versus Supergirl. As I just read that, and I know you guys are going to be mad at me, I'm sorry, I kind of want to take out Barry getting arrested. I want to replace that with Rachel Ghoul killing Thea, um, killing Thea the way he did uh, to force Oliver to become the demon's head, and us seeing uh, the what do you call it? The um, uh, he calls that the Lazarus Pit um, actually be used. I think I want to say for one of the first times in uh, live action history, seeing the Lazarus Pit actually being used. I would like to replace Barry getting arrested with uh, Rache killing Thea. Um, Eric, do you want to keep Barry getting arrested, or do you like the idea of replacing it with Rache killing Thea? Wow, those are both good moments. What are you doing to me, man? I, Sorry, I just me. thought of it. I just oh. It wasn't even on my list. It just popped in my head, and I was like, whoa, I love that moment. Hold on, let me that ask was- them. <laughs> That was the ultimate power play by Raish. I mean, yeah. oh, God. Um, I, I think that was better than Barry being arrested, to be honest with you, just for the, I mean, just for the mind game he played on Oliver and, yeah, we got to replace it. 
Shay, do you agree? Yeah, I do. You got me. <laughs> you got me. All right, that was the last. That was the last one I had. I promise. It just came out of nowhere. Mhm. Okay. It wasn't on my list. It wasn't on my list. <laughs> it was not on my list. Actually, the reason I thought about it was I was thinking about um, because I, I I'm not a huge fan of season three or season four. So I was trying to remember, was there anything, like, I thought somewhat iconic that might have happened in those two seasons? Because we pretty much covered everything of Flash. Uh, Legends only had those two huge moments. Um, And Supergirl really has, like, maybe a handful of, of, like, epic moments. So I was trying to think, was there anything else of Arrow? And then that, like, the, the scene popped in my head where... She turns around and Raish is there, and they fight a little bit, and then he just, the sword goes all the way through Thea. And then he kind of like slams her on the glass table, and Oliver walks in. Raish is gone, and he just sees Thea there dying. I was just like, Mm -hmm. whoa, what? That was insane. The only thing I could think of that might possibly trump that is Raish killing Oliver. Only reason why I wouldn't bring that up is because they should have kept Oliver out longer for that to have the full effect. Um, Because I remember when they were promoting that, I was just like, well, we know Oliver is going to come back. There's no way you can have Arrow without Arrow. But how are they going to bring him back? How long will he be gone? He was only gone for like an episode and a half, I think. So that completely put me off of the death, quote-unquote, of Oliver. So I think the Sia one kind of stood out to me a lot more. Would you guys agree? Yes. Absolutely. Cool. All right, so we are now approaching the last hour of our show, so let's get into breaking the 10 down to 5. All right, so, Shay, I'm going to read you the list off again. All you have to do is tell me which out of the top 10 you want to take off. You're not replacing it. You're just taking it off. Um, Number 10, Superman vs. Supergirl. Uh, Number 9, Zoom killing uh, Barry's dad. Um, number eight, Rachel Ghoul killing Thea. Seven, Rain versus Supergirl. Six, Zoom becoming Black Flash. Five, Slade killing Oliver's mother. Four, Death of Captain Cold. Three, the reveal of Prometheus. Two, the reveal of Reverse Flash. And number one, Death of Stein. What out of those top ten would you take out? The Death of Captain Cold. Mm. Okay, did you want to go a little bit into why before I pass it to Eric? Because in the midst of you giving off this list, that's the only one that I was like, eh, okay. Everything mm, else okay. was like, eh, eh, eh. That one I was like, eh, yeah, it was kind of sad. That is interesting. Okay, all right. Uh, Eric, do you agree? Should that come off the list? Yeah, I do, because in listening to the list and in all this, you know, these amazing things that we have listed, even though I I put it on the list, I have to agree with Shay. She's right. It's just kind of like, you know, kind of one of those, an old Jewish man sitting there going, yeah, I agree. Yeah, I, um, even though that's not the one I would have taken out first, it's one of those things to where, um, I'm, I'm, I'm never a fan of them killing someone off 
only with the intent on bringing them completely back. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I've never been a fan of the aspect of that. To me, when you kill someone off, it has to mean something. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think the the whole purpose of getting rid of, well, not getting rid, but the death of Captain Cold was to always have that that feeling of uh, emptiness for Rory. Mm-hmm. So when you brought him mm-hmm. back, it was just like, all right, well, he finally got over him. Now you're bringing him back. But okay, whatever. Um, okay. So that's taken off the list. So we have nine now. Um, Eric, do you need me to go over the list again, or are you ready to take out uh, one of our now top nine? Um, number ten was Supergirl versus Superman, right? Yep. I got a different one, and again, I think this was one of mine when Harrison Wells revealed himself to be Eobar Thawne. I think it's got to go. I'm going to say I'm going to have to disagree with you. I desperately want to keep that one there. That was was one of – what surprised me about season one of Flash and what I loved about it so much was it was like a mystery. It was like one Mm -hmm. of those mystery shows where it was just like, you really, even as a comic fan, because that wasn't taken from any iteration of the comics, um, you were just sitting there like, alright, where are they going with this? Because when you saw the reverse Flash, there was never a Harrison Wells that was a reverse Flash in the comics. So you kept exactly. looking at it like, alright, well, there's no way Harrison Wells is a reverse Flash. There's no way they're going to completely change that character into someone else. Uh, well, they do often, but, you know, there was no way they were going to do it with that iconic character. So then when it was revealed that Harrison Wells wasn't really Harrison Wells, it was Eobard Thawne, I was just like, what? That is crazy. So I'm going to fight you on that one. Uh, if Shay agrees with you, then then it has to go, but I'm going to fight you on that one. I, I, I think that needs to stay, especially at the number that it's at. Uh, but yeah. say if you disagree, then it's gone. Uh, do you think the reveal of the Reverse Flash deserves to leave in order to preserve Superman versus Supergirl? I mean, I think that's two different categories in itself. Honestly, if we go on like that, then Superman versus Supergirl needs to go. Supergirl against Rain. But no, okay. we need to keep the we need to keep the the Flash because that was nobody had no, nobody had a clue. And, when, and the way it was revealed, the development, the bond that you saw, and then to see it was mm-hmm. all a complete plot. I had you from day one. I already knew it was going to happen. I just needed you to play my game. That's my yeah. thought. <laughs> yeah. And then the crazy, the craziest thing was, um, like, Harrison, the, well, Earbot Thawne developed relationships with Cisco, with Caitlin, with with Joe somewhat in, in, in uh what's her name? Iris and, and Barry, like everyone looked up to him and accepted him only for him to like pull the the, the wolf in sheep's clothing kind of effect. Uh mm-hmm. and then if Barry I believe if if I'm remembering this correctly, if Barry didn't go back in time, remember there was a a uh a time to where Eobard killed Cisco. Cisco was gone. He had died. Mm-hmm. 
like that. So many things around that was just epic. Uh, Eric, that was a great pick, and I will not allow you yet <laughs> to take that great pick off the board. Uh, All right. So we got rid of we got rid of Superman versus Supergirl. That is gone. All right. So I am up next. What will I take out of here? These are all now it's getting really hard. These are really, really, really good. Uh, uh all right, I'm gonna go zoom becoming black flash. That's the only one on there that I could think of that I wouldn't really be too torn up about uh leaving. Even though I love that and I think that it's still iconic. That is the only one I'm I'm I feel comfortable right now getting rid of. Uh Shay, do you agree? I'm fine with that. It wasn't, I mean, it was epic, you know, but in relation to it being top five, I can see where there's a a preference for something other than that. All right. Um, Eric, do you agree? I agree. All right, perfect. Thank goodness. I'm glad <laughs> I got that easy one. I'm glad I got that easy one. So now Shay has to choose between... I'm going to read you the list again, and these are some heavy hitters. Uh, number seven, Zoom killing Barry's dad. Number six, uh-huh. Rachel Gould killing Thea. Number five, Rain versus Supergirl. Number four, Slade killing Oliver's mother. Number three, the reveal of Prometheus. Number two, the reveal of Reverse Flash. And number one, the death of Stein. Shay, Whew. thank goodness not me. It is on you now. Oh, man, this is fair. And remember, before you go, remember, only two are left. Whatever you pick and then whatever Eric picks. So if you think yours is difficult, Eric becomes so much more difficult after your go. Because remember, we're keeping the top five. So yeah. you two are the last two picks. Uh, you did that on purpose. Um, I did, strategically. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we see. We see. Um, let me let me see. Oh my goodness. Okay, you know what? You know what? I have one. I'm, I'll take it. I'm gonna say the death of Martin Stein. Oh, see. I'll take it there. And you know what? I, I'll say the reason why I take it there. And this is honestly the okay. reason why I will. Because in the midst of him dying. I am not going to see the remorse effect that I would like to see in Legends of Tomorrow than I would see in Arrow or The Flash. Okay. I'll I'll put that up there. I'll say the only reason I'm okay with this is because I had prepared myself for that because a news report had come out, I want to say maybe a few days to a week or two before that episode, I said Victor Garbo was leaving after the season. So to me, yeah, I, I thought I thought they were going to kill him off. And a lot of people were like, well, no, that doesn't mean they're going to kill him off. And I'm like, it does because, remember, it is a show about time. So they could go back in time and get him if he ever decided to come back. So that's like death in a show about time isn't ever permanent. So that's why I thought they were always going to kill him off. I just thought it might be during, like, the final battle towards, like, the season finale. I didn't think it'd be during a crossover. So it just hit me a lot earlier than I expected it to, but I did expect it to happen. Everything else on here, Zoom killing Barry's dad, I didn't necessarily see that coming. 
Race killing Thea, I didn't see that coming. Slay killing Oliver's mom, didn't see that coming. Didn't see Prometheus or Reverse Flash coming. And Rain vs. Supergirl, albeit uh, I didn't really think was as epic as you two did, was still epic nonetheless. It was definitely Hall of Fame level kind of kind of action that we got from that. Female version of Superman versus Zod and Man of Steel kind of feel to it. So I definitely yeah, get yeah. why it deserves to be on the list. Um, so I'd say if anything, um, I'd be fine with Martin Stein going. Um, Eric, do you agree? Um, but in that context, because you're right, the report did come out that Victor Garber was leaving. So you knew it was going to happen. Um, it still, it had such a, it, it, it did have such an effect, but yeah, I got to agree with y'all. It's, it's got to go. There's just too many other good things on the list you know, to make the list, and yeah, let's, let's, let's 86 it. All right. Oof. It's hard to say goodbye again, Stein, but see ya. <laughs> um, all right, so we are down to the final six, and Eric, it is luckily for me and Shay on you to pick the final, <laughs> the final one of these moments to leave our list. If you need me to name the list again, let me know. If not, it's your go whenever you're ready. Go ahead and give me the list one more time. I'm sorry. No, you're good. You're good. Um, Number one, reveal of Reverse Flash. Number two, the reveal of Prometheus. Number three, Slade killing Oliver's mother. Number four, Rain versus Supergirl. Number five, Ra's al Ghul killing Thea. And number six, Zoom killing Barry's dad. One of those very, very, very epic moments you have to pick to leave. Mm. Mm -mm -mm. You're going to hate this, but uh, all these epic moments, deaths and reveals and everything, for what we have in the list right now, I'm going to say the reveal of Prometheus. Mm. Okay, okay, okay. Because, yes, it it was a big moment, but some of the other moments in the list, there's such gravitas and such weight to it that for me, it just, it doesn't, I mean, as big as it is, it doesn't seem as heavy of a hitter, you know? I mean, that's just my, that's just my thing. Okay. I want to argue that, but in Shay, I'm going to be completely honest with you. I was looking to get Rain versus Supergirl out of here, but what I did was, is as you guys were talking, I was rewatching the scene, and that was some epic fighting. Uh, I, 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 I can't, you. I can't deny that. I really can't. Um, <laughs> even though Prometheus will forever be. My favorite villain of all time in the CW Arrowverse, I guess this is where I part my ways with Prometheus. Uh, Shay, 
I, I know you agree because nothing else is really easy easier to take off than that one. <laughs> I mean, honestly, you know what I thought he was going to say? What was the last one that you said? It was a death. Who was it? Zoom killing Barry's dad? Yeah, I thought he was going to say that. Hmm, <laughs> why did you think that? Because, like, I guess for me, in a sense of the people that were dying, yes, uh, you know, Barry's dad, like, he died, and it was hurtful, and it helped in part of character development, and it it did its part. It did do justice, and it was an epic scene. So that is, like, Flash got a lot of people that, that's not making it. So especially people who he really care about. Everything else kind of caught me off guard. If I had to do a pick at the beginning of the season who was probably going to get killed off, I would have picked him. Mm. I mean, that, that's that's just why I thought it was going to go. Mm. Mm. Okay, so hold on now. Hold on now. This this could get interesting. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Shay's, giving me, Shay's giving me a lifeboat to save Prometheus on this list. Um, <laughs> maybe we do look at... Maybe we do look at Zoom killing Barry's dad, even though I don't want to get rid of that either. Shay, what are you doing to me? Um, yeah, I thought it was. You, Eric, you wanted to get rid of the revealing of Prometheus. Shay, are you saying you'd rather get rid of Zoom killing Barry's dad and keep Prometheus? Or is there something else on this list that you prefer to get rid of to keep the revealing of Prometheus? No, I want to give her this um, very bad and keep Prometheus because that Prometheus scene was epic. Nobody saw that coming. Nobody was aware of that. Like, I wasn't ready for it. You know what I'm saying? And he was you know what? so – I loved all of it. I, I like how they made him come out. You know what I'm saying? That whole moment where he showed himself, it was like, so what's up? It was. It, it kind of was. It was, <laughs> it was the ultimate like hood move. Yeah, it was ultimate hood move. And then what was even crazier was just how comfortable he felt seeing Oliver in everyday life. Saw him in the parking garage. Saw him at the hospital. Saw him back at work. Yeah. Okay, Eric. Yeah, I'm sorry. Um, Now that I think about Zoom killing Barry's dad, we hadn't seen Barry's dad since he got out of prison, like that first episode. And something you could have read into it when he came back around the time of, like, Barry had lost his power. So you were kind of like, he's not really here to get Barry in good spirits. He's probably here because that's who they're going to kill off. I mean, you can kind of now, looking back, kind of see how those connections could be made. But there's nothing about Adrian Chase that you could look at and go, yeah, no, I knew he was Prometheus from the beginning. Like I, I'll I'll say this in our in in the group chat of uh, Geek Vibes Live, the show we do Sundays, um, amongst us, I was telling them when Adrian Chase that episode where he slammed his hand on the table and got really upset at uh, those people um, who were like robbing the banks or something like that. Um, I remember telling them like that anger kind of shocked me. Like maybe he had a past. And I was like, uh, what if he was Prometheus? And everyone laughed at me. And I'll even admit, I even said, yeah, no, that's stupid. Um, <laughs> and then I told them, I said, the, the main reason wasn't just the aggression that he showed in that in that moment. It was hmm. when the producer said uh, it was going to be someone from season one. And then he said to Oliver, 
you know, we met once. And Oliver goes, I, I don't remember. And then he goes, yeah, you, you, you took my girlfriend from me. Um, and then Oliver goes, yeah, I was a different guy then. Like, I'm sorry, whatever. And I was like, hmm, that sounds a little fishy. And then I was like, no, I'm reading way too much into that. Like, it's not him. It's Tommy. So I, I will say there was nothing about Adrian Chase that I could look back on that I was like, yeah, no, I definitely saw him being Prometheus coming. So if I had to go with something, it would be Zoom killing Barry's dad. Put into that light, yes, I see where you're coming from. And, 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 and you're right about everything on Barry's dad. It was He wasn't there enough. You know, he only came in a couple times. And then he's dead, you know. Yeah, I, I, see that. I, I, I can totally agree with that. So let's, let's, let's get rid of killing Barry's dad and let's keep Prometheus. I like it. All right, Shay, did you have anything else to add? Nope, I did think I did my part. All right, so here is our top five greatest Arrowverse moments. Number one, the reveal of the reverse flash. Number two, the revealing of Prometheus. Number three, Slade killing Oliver's mother. Number four, Rain versus Supergirl. And number five, shockingly, I thought someone was going to take this one out. I am super shocked. Rachel Ghoul killing Thea. We kept that in. I, I, could, I know. I, the whole time I was looking at this list, I was like, yeah, they're definitely going to take this one out. And then the last one, when we agreed on Barry's dad, I was like, Wow, that left over Rachel Gould killing Thea. But I mean, yeah. I guess if you go, if you go on the premise of how I explain Prometheus, you can say the same thing for Rach killing Thea. Like no one saw that coming. No one was no. sitting there like, yeah, in this episode, Rach is going to come and kill Thea. Like there was nothing about the past couple episodes that would make you think that was going to be Rach's next move. So, um, so yeah, I, I, I get why that stayed, but I'm just a little shocked, just a little bit, that that made it into the top five. Uh, but congrats, everyone. We have paved out a official top five greatest Arrowverse moments in Arrowverse CW history. So this will be fun. I, I will say this. At the end of the season, at the end of all of their uh, seasons of this year, I say we revisit it. Um, you know, whatever whatever list you originally had, keep that list saved somewhere. So oh, then man. we can put all these we can put all these back in a list again of top fifteen moments, but what what we'll do to change what well, to make that more difficult is we have to take from fifteen to top three. So I think that'll be a really fun episode once all the shows, including Black Lightning, are over and we can bring all the shows together to figure out what the top three best Arrowverse moments are. So I think that'll be a lot of fun. So that's something to look forward to. Uh, wow, that was a lot of fun, guys. A lot of great, great, great uh, moments in Arrowverse history. Um, but we have reduced it down to our top five, and it is a really good top five. Uh, Ray killing Thea at number – Ray Shaw Ghoul killing Thea at number five. Um, number four. Okay, I'll go over the list one more time. Rachel Ghoul killing Sia, number five. Rain mm-hmm. versus Supergirl, number four. Mm-hmm. Slade killing Oliver's mother, number three. That's revealing of Prometheus, number two. And the reveal of Reverse Flash, number one. 
Got it. Oof. That was fun, guys. Did you guys have fun with I'm that? I'm tired. <laughs> yeah, right? I need a nap or some big... Oh. What, what does Barry call that That restaurant? Big Belly Burger? Big Belly Burger. That's called? Mm. Yeah, I need some of that right now. Whew. All right. We have one other topic to get through before the end of the show, though, guys. So we're going to have to find that energy to get this last topic going. But I think this last topic is enough fun to get us uh, rejuvenated back into it. Uh, let's talk season one of The Runaways, possibly one of the best teen shows ever. I don't know if I can say ever, ever, but maybe. I don't know. But, Shay, I will kick it to you first. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the team. What was your thoughts on, uh, now that we've seen the first, uh, well, not the first, the full first season of The Runaways, what was your takeaway about the team? Um, these are wild kids. <laughs> yeah. Like, I was a loser in high school. I didn't go through all this. So. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but you know, I definitely thought that it was um, interesting character development. I enjoyed seeing them get back together. It kind of gave me the 90s vibe of, um, like, how people end up meeting. You have the jocks, you have the pretty girls, so on and so forth. So I kind of got that vibe. Um, everyone getting into what they can do as well as being realistic when it comes to trying to figure out what their parents are doing. I appreciated that intelligence because some people, they just don't you have a brain, but these kids do. So thank you for that. Yeah. And, you know, I just say this, the ending of it had me like, really? So I just, I wait for us to discuss that part, but I like the show. I think it's dope. Yeah. I love the show. And let me I also say, say I wasn't ready ahead, for sorry. the Asian girl. I wasn't ready for the Asian girl to kiss the, the rainbow chick. I wasn't ready for that. I forgot. Yeah, no, that was <laughs> that was um that was definitely out there. I was like, oh, oh, okay. I didn't see that happening. Uh-huh. But cool. Oh, yeah, I mean, listen. Honestly, that's today's society. So I thought that was a really cool way for them to work that in. Because that is realistic. That is yeah. what happens in today's society. It's not, uh, you know, the the olden days anymore. It is it is yeah. something that happens in today's time. And um, I was I was really impressed with them. Uh, I don't even want to say being brave enough to do it. It's not even a matter of being brave. Just them taking the leap uh, of of doing it. I thought that was really cool. Um, I I also love the characters. I love their uh, their development. I love that you saw how each one of them were polar opposites of their parents. Um, but as the season progressed, you did see a little bit of who their parents are come out in them. Uh, Chase, when he would get angry, you could see a little bit of his dad in him. Uh, for some reason, can't remember the rest of the cast. I'm going to pull it up while I'm talking. But it did uh, it did show you a lot of how – as hard as you try to not be your, your parent, at the end of the day, there is something about you that is um, reminiscent of your parents, like what the way you laugh or, or something along the lines of that. Like something always is going to happen that is like, wow, you look just like your mom or you walk just like your dad, something about that. And each one of these cast members um, had something that would happen that reminded you. 
All right, so I have the the, the characters' names here. You had Nico, Carolina, uh, Molly, Chase, Alex, and Gertrude. Um, so the one you were talking about was Carolina and Nico, their uh, their love affair. It wasn't really a love affair, but their love for each other. Anyway, um, I will say this though. I will say this though, um, I do have an extreme love for Gertrude. Uh, that that is that is my girl. Um, Chase doesn't deserve her. I'm gonna just go out on the limb and say that. Uh, I totally agree I with did, that. I did enjoy these characters' development. I did love how grounded and uh, relatable uh, these teenagers were. Um, although, you know, you may not have come from the the wealthy background of them. Everyone has had that friend that they have had uh, an argument with that they didn't talk to for a while. And then when you got back together, you remembered why you guys are friends. Um, so there was a lot of relatable things to come out of this show um, that I really did enjoy. But, Eric, I will pass it to you. Uh, what did you like about the, the, the group of kids that we got? They're all such, uh, uh, oh, you know, not just racially but they're all such just a wide variety of kids. You have the rebel who wants to protest and fight everything, and then you have the the popular jock, and then you have, you know, it was just how they could be friends is so interesting because they're so disparate, but at the same time, you know, they're they're united by the cause and and, and you know united against their parents and really honestly these seemed like real teenagers you know going through all of this but also something else I really loved yes there was the kiss but it wasn't overplayed it, it, it was just such a natural thing that happened and then when you saw him asleep in the van and you saw Nico with her hand over Carolina I thought that was just such a sweet, tender moment. You know, they were just kind of snuggled up together. I thought that was just perfect as far as first season goes. But the other thing, and I've always said it on Twitter and everything, and I don't know, maybe I'm just a dinosaur enthusiast, is Ole. That dinosaur is so funny and cool, and damn, I want a velociraptor for a pet. I'm sorry, I'm going to say it. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't disagree with you. Uh, that'd be an amazing pet. Uh, not one that I think you could tame because theirs was more of a uh, mental connection. I don't think mm-hmm. whatever dinosaur you would get would have that right away like they did. So that'd be fun seeing you try to train it, um, let alone hunt for it and get something for it to eat. Um, that'd just be really fun to see. I would love a reality show about you raising a Velociraptor. Um, uh, but I will say, um, moving on, we can all agree, and Eric, I'll start with you first. Uh, their parents, I think, are in the worst parents of all time Hall of Fame. Like, they might be the epitome of the worst parents ever. Um, (laughs) what were your thoughts on the parents of the Runaways, Eric? They were as messed up as human beings as you could possibly, I, I mean, 
my God. Nico's mom, no. Just the whole thing. They, they, uh, Chase's dad was psychotic and, and I, I would almost say bipolar, you know, and he was so horrible and so rough. And then you had, I mean, every one of them was just messed up. And then when they sent, um, Gert's sister away. I'm like, send her away. That was the most god-awful moment, you know, and it was just like, no, you can't do that. God, yeah, they they are seriously screwed up people. And and, and I wish, you know, a a cement truck had gotten dumped on a few more of them. Yeah, a little harsh, but honestly, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I don't necessarily completely disagree with that. Uh, They definitely were top, I wouldn't even say top five. They had to be like, it's them, and then like way down is like other horrible parents. But they're definitely number one. Uh, Shay, would you agree with the sentiment of the Runaways parents being some of the worst parents ever? Yes. That's a wild ass kid. That was a wild parent. No, you're okay. I will say this though, um, and this is what I always say, uh, especially whenever you're writing a character that is not a villain, but is supposed to be betrayed, well, not betrayed, portrayed as a villain. There has to be a human element in their in their psyche that can make you think, yeah, I get it. Like, they're yeah. horrible, but I do get it. And that's what I think was so important and so great about the writing of those parents is we see what they were doing. We know it was horrible. But we also found out they didn't really have a choice. I mean, honestly, they thought they were getting into something legit that could make them all very wealthy. Um, then it completely turned into something very twisted that they didn't openly and willingly do, but once they were in, they just seemed like it was didn't matter. Yep, I'll do it. You want me to take this kid, kill that kid? I'll do it. You want me to blow up uh, Worcester Dane's parents? Yep, I'll do it. Like, it just got really, really, really out of hand. But you get that it was for a purpose. They were, tr- they were trying to protect their kids the best way they knew how. Um, so that's what I always think is important about characters you're trying to portray as a villain, but you want to have that human element about them that you can kind of go, yeah, no, if you died at the end, you kind of deserved it, but I get it. I get it. You died with some humanity in you. Um, (laughs) Shay, I'll kick it back to you before I pass it back to Eric. Uh, would you agree with that sentiment? Yeah, like, the part that I didn't understand was, I guess it's, um, oh, man, what's her name? The leader of the church? Yeah. Uh, yes. That, uh, that it mom? Was, um, yeah, it was, uh, man, I'm so horrible with names. It yeah. was uh, she's, she's the worst Catalina's out of mom. I think that's her name, Catalina's mom. Oh, yeah, she's the worst out of all of them. And you know, you know she's bad. You know she's bad. When they let um, Nico's mom take all of the heat 
Ain't nobody like Nico's mom because Nico's mom was down for the cause. If she had to do something, she would not hesitate. And you telling me you killed her daughter and you didn't even tell her and she's the most ruthless person out of everybody? Those parents are tripping. Yeah. Well, I, what was crazy was that the parents didn't know. The parents no, were completely they left. They didn't know that uh, the you know that they were that um, Leslie is her name. That Leslie mm-hmm. was responsible for taking out um, Molly's parents. And and uh, by the way, Molly did an amazing job. I loved her character. I loved to see the progression of her character. I loved the first time she used her powers. And then the team looks back and she's napping. I love that. She is so adorable. She is super relatable because she's not like the others. And that's what truly makes her special um, is she is like that baby sister. But with the powers that she has, you better respect her as being one of the group or you're going to have to pay. You're going to have to, you know, throw up the fisticuffs with her. Um, So I definitely love Molly's character, but you're right. Um, not telling Nico's mom, uh, you know, that, you know, you're pretty much, you know, the hive, or not the hive, I'm sorry, um, that Jonah was pretty much responsible for the death of her daughter, you know, to see her go through that is, is crazy. So now it's going to be fun to see Jonah and um, trying to remember his name, Frank, maybe, versus the parents versus the kids. Because, <laughs> like, the kids had no idea that the parents weren't 100% uh, in the know when they first got started. And, you know, now that they're on the run, when they get a chance to get back at their parents, they'll find out that the parents are trying to get rid of Jonah so they don't have to do this thing. So it's going to be really fun to see how that all plays out. Um, but I will say to you uh, – go ahead. You are about to say something? Yes. Yeah, so do you think that their view of their parents will lessen? I mean, the hatred towards their parents will lessen? Or do you think that they'll well, still be like – go ahead. It's, it, no, I was just going to say it's already happening because if you think about it, um, Nico, albeit she hates her mom, she has a soft spot for her dad. Um and um, uh, Chase, as much as he despises his dad, he doesn't want him to die, and he does have love for his mother. Um, so I don't think I don't think the full team is ready just to completely, uh, you know, wash out the idea of their parents. I think uh, them figuring out, well, finding out, or thinking that their parents are responsible for them being, uh, you know, suspected for murder might certainly probably change that, but if you're looking at where we left off, not all of this team hates their parents. So that definitely could play a role in will we see Chase when his father gets back go towards his father and, and, and maybe betray the team? Or or, you know, will we see Nico kind of fall uh back with her parents when they find out her parents didn't know her sister uh was murdered. They really thought she committed suicide. Like a lot of different uh pieces go to this puzzle that can make the second season very, very, very entertaining. Uh-huh. Yeah. So um let's 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 go into our big bad of the season that we kinda spent the first four episodes not knowing we had a big bad. Um this guy was this guy I think was just born to be a villain. He was amazing to me 
although the movie was horrible. I loved him as Dr. Doom. Um, let's talk about Julian McMahon, uh, who played Jonah in only like five episodes, I'm saying. <laughs> um, how did you guys feel about Jonah? Uh, Shay, I'll kick it to you. Let me tell you something about him. I love him. And you know what? It was this show called Charm. It was about three witches. He was cold. Yeah. And he was a demon. Oh, I lived for him playing that character. He is meant to be a villain. And I love him in this. He doesn't care. He's ruthless. I'm here for it. I love him as a villain. Yeah. Honestly, when I think of some of my favorite shows, Charmed is one that he was in. Um, Excuse me. Dr. Doom. Uh, yeah. He played Dr. Doom, I'm sorry. And he was in Nip and Tuck. I, I enjoyed mm-hmm. Nip and Tuck a lot. I thought that was a really good show. Um, so this guy just lives for it. He lives for this. Um, uh, Eric, what were your thoughts on Joe? I, I, I loved him. Again, I watched Charm, you know, when it was on TV. And you're right. He made the best villain. He and Phoebe were it's such an interesting couple. Um, I, I think he joyfully, I think the actor joyfully and gleefully dives into these roles and just tries to find as many ways as he can to be despised on the screen. And you're right, he was fantastic as Dr. Doom. I loved him. There was a psychotic edge to him, you know, where he could be completely nice one minute, you know, and then the next just be gleefully, you know, for lack of a better term, covered in blood and not care about it because, oh, well, I just got my way, so I'm happy. And, and that's what we're getting with Jonah, too. And, and, wow, he's messed up. Yeah, so no, up. I, I completely agree. It, it, when he started fighting his daughter and it was just like, all right, wait a minute. Are, are, are you going to hold back a little bit? Because it looks like... You're trying to kill her. What's 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 going on with you guys? But I will say one of my favorite scenes from him is when he goes, um, he calls everyone in, and he starts going, you know, there was a time back in the day with, you know, the president at the time uh, would send a message across the screen, and someone would ask, it's 10 o'clock, do you know where your children are? And I was just like, oh, my goodness, he knows that the kids know. And I was just like, oh, man, what is he going to do? Um, you know, just so many crazy things uh, that that he kind of sparked, and I can't wait to see the evolution of his power, of the kids' powers. Uh, you know, them having more time, getting used to using them, finding out what else they can do. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, get into though to to kind of wrap up the, the the show. What are your in depth thoughts, Shay? I'll pass to you first. Uh, or what are you looking forward to, I'll, I'll, I'll ask instead, in season two of The Runaways? What things are you really looking forward to? Honestly, I'm looking forward to my man having a girl. <laughs> because he has the biggest crush on her. And he has no chance now. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Wow. I, I forgot about that. Yeah. Alex needs, been... needs to find somebody. <laughs> Yeah, I need I need him to get a girl. I hope it's somebody cool too. But I know he's gonna be hurt when he realizes going to Odeco. <laughs> yeah, well, I I think it'll be a a form of it'll be somewhat a form of a betrayal to him because Nico knows that Alex likes her. So if you know that and you know that your heart is with someone else, you kind of gotta tell him that. I get how now isn't the best time 
But to me, when you're on the run and you're called the runaway, it doesn't really sound like any time is going to be the best time. So you're going to have to have some downtime. Let him know, like, listen, there's going to be that night where we're all going to feel like, man, you know, let me grab onto somebody and just hold somebody. Yeah, I need you to know right now, don't let me be that person for you. Like, don't grab me. <laughs> I like someone else. Don't even look my way. Like, not going to happen. Uh, but, yeah, I agree with you, Alex. And I'm sure that we'll hear about a casting around, what are we in, January, the next few months. They'll be, uh, when, when they start getting ready to, to film again and everything, we'll hear about a casting of a girl around their age that we can kind of look at and go, that's probably who Alex is going to, is going to, uh, is going to have as his love interest. Uh, it, it always happens. We got that with, um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, uh, Stranger Things. When they brought that new girl in, we were like, all right, well, that's, someone's going to, going to have to hook up with that girl. Like, she's not just there to be there. Um, she has a purpose, and one of her purposes is going to be being a love interest um, because what's his name has L. So the other kids have to have somebody. So uh, I definitely believe we'll have that for Alex. Did you have anything else you wanted to add, Shay, before I pass it to Eric? No, I'm actually pretty good. I thought that the whole countdown was kind of fun, and now we got our top five. All right. Um, Eric, what are you looking forward to uh, in season two of The Runaways? What's at the bottom of the pit? I mean, they said what's at the bottom of the pit that they were digging. I mean, they said what it was, but I want to see it. Oh, yeah. I'm a a visual guy. I want to see what what on earth has scared, you know, those two parents and, and, you know, what – what Jonah wants so badly down there and what causes, you know, the future that we saw in uh, Chase's dad's lab. And I want to, like we said, you know, I want to see them learning to use their powers better. Um, I, I, wanted, I want Nico to get the, the staff back, you know, because I thought she was really good with that. Um Seeing these characters grow, I mean, these characters are so rich and so alive and just so realistic. And watching them grow and, okay, we've had the first season. Now let's really step it up a notch and see what we can do. Because, you know, now you've got – it's I, man, I'm just ready. It needs to be filming right now, honestly. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I agree. Listen, I told you. I don't get how these these shows with these big budgets, how you don't you don't have to necessarily film back to back. I mean, these people do have lives and other projects mm-hmm. I'm sure they want to work on, but it should be like after it airs, two two maybe three months after you're back to filming, so we can get it like maybe around the same time we got it last year, we can get it this year. Like to me, whenever you make us wait, like close to maybe a, a year to see it. Like, unless you're Game of Thrones, you're not going to hold an audience that long, especially an audience that some believe you can't really duplicate that great of a season. Um, you know, it'll be interesting to see if they can. I mean, I not a lot of shows have that. I, I remember watching Arrow's first season. I was just like, 
first of all, amazing that they did a show about the Green Arrow. Amazing. Right. But I'm like, there's no way you can top this first season. This first season was perfect. And then they were like, really? Hold my beer. And then they gave us season two. And I was like, whoa, whoa, this is amazing. And then I thought Mm -hmm. nothing could top season two. I wouldn't say season three did. They took like two seasons off. And then last season, to me, topped season two. So I was just like, okay, all right, fair enough. I I will say, though, in my personal opinion, I do not think The Flash so far has had a season that tops that first season. That first season just was like a a blend of a whole lot of great things that I do not think they have found the same recipe to. The, The other seasons have been really good. But I can't comfortably say any of the seasons have been as great as that first season was. Arrow, because to me, I've never been a fan of their acting. Uh, they've gotten a lot better now. But I just love the action and somewhat of the story of, of Arrow, you know, the first five seasons. With The Flash, everything captured me. The story, the acting, the drama, the action, the CGI, like everything captured me. Season two, I was like, eh, thank God for Grant. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, you know, season three, I was like, eh, thank God for Grant. And then, like, the season we're in now, I'm like, okay, yeah, no, this is really good. But I thought the rest of them were really good. They just didn't measure up to how epic season one was. Uh, Shay, I'll ask you, do you feel the same? Do you worry about some of these newer shows uh, being able to – to, uh, you know, take the success that they had with season one and catch the same lightning in the bottle for season two? I think that when it comes to season development, if you can, depending on what type of show it is, if there's a way that you can make it more relatable, you just got to take it that way. But some people just try too hard, and that's the key. You can't have people that try too hard. You need somebody who can, can, can sell it with a natural, um, like a natural tone. Yeah, no, I completely agree. Uh, Eric, do you agree with that? Yeah, totally. Um, you know, am I worried that season two of Runaways is going to be as good? Yeah, a little. I mean, you know, it's like you said, you know, first season of Flash was amazing. You know, second season, third season, not so much. Getting my fingers crossed, I keep the same writer's room and producers and everything. And um, I'm going to say it for Hello? every night, please. Okay. So, yep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, I mean, the the biggest thing is, uh, and, and like like we were talking about, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy opening the door for all these uh, shows and movies that come out about characters that we've just never seen studios, when they approach the first season of a show about characters that unless you're a diehard, and I mean, you have to be a diehard fan to know the Runaways. I'm sorry. I know a lot of people are going to go, no, casual, no, casual, casual fans don't know the Runaways or the Guardians of the Galaxy. That's not a knock to to those two franchises, but they're, they're those characters that you have to be deep into the comics to know about. Because it's not something that just an average person's talking about. Like, no one sits down and goes, hey, did you hear the, uh, you know, did you read Superman Doomsday? No, but I just read that new Runaway. Like, no one really has a conversation like that. Like, it just it doesn't play off of each other well. So, usually studios, when they give a green light to a show like The Runaways or a movie like Guardians, they give it a lot of freedom because they're like, if it doesn't work, cool. We didn't really 
think it was going to necessarily uh, knock people's socks off, but we thought we'd try it. So when it when it over you know it, it it overdoes your expectations, now studios want to get more involved. Well, now we think we need more of this. Now we think we need a little more of that or a little less of that. And I feel as though studios kind of get in the way of the creators. So I mean, the only thing I can say is hopefully Hulu approaches their superhero shows the way Netflix does. When you watch Netflix, you can't really tell the difference between season one of Daredevil and season two. They're both epic. They're both classic. They're both, like, timeless. Because Netflix has a history of giving creators money and getting completely out of their way. Um, So that's why Netflix works so well and people desperately want to work with them because they give you a lot of money and give you very little push. I'm pushed back. I'm sorry. Push back. They give you a lot of push, but not, not that much push back. So hopefully Hulu approaches season two of The Runaways the same way. We Can see I, what you guys did. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, you're right, and Hulu does have that track record. Go look up a show called Freakish. It's a post-apocalyptic uh, survival story set in a high school, and season one and season two were very much the same, and it's a really great show. So... For me, with you saying that, the first thing that popped in my head is, well, they did it with Freakish, so hopefully they'll do the same thing, like you're saying, with the Runaway. But as of right now, their track record is looking good. All right, let, let's 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 you know let's think on the positive side then of, of that. I just know these studios, when it comes to these superhero projects, that bring in a whole lot of views, bring in a whole lot of subscriptions, brings in a whole lot in the box office, they tend to put their hands in the cookie jar uh, a lot more so in the the sequels or the second season than they do with the first one. The first one they let the creator have as much control as possible is, you know, bring your vision to life. Second season, especially if it makes a whole lot of money, they now think they know what's best for the project. Like they think it needs more of that or less of this or more. I'll give you a perfect example. You look at what Zack Snyder did with Man of Steel. You look at what Zack Snyder was allowed to do with Batman versus Superman. Those are polar opposites. Those are literally polar opposites. Warner Brothers was 100% okay with him creating a vision with Man of Steel. And once that did, you know, had success in the box office, Critics didn't slam it. You know, they were kind of split on it, but it was n- nowhere near as bad as BVS and Suicide Squad as far as critics. Um, they gave him as much freedom as, as he possibly needed to make that movie as much of a success as it is. And I personally think that is a classic superhero film, uh, Man of Steel. Um, but when, when you look at what they allowed him to do with BVS, didn't allow him to give his final cut of what he wanted that movie to be, they completely screwed up the marketing behind that film, showing us the first, second, and third act in the trailers. Um, just a whole bunch of stuff the studio got involved with potentially led to the somewhat demise of BVS, whether it being in the box office or uh, you know being uh, critiqued uh, by the critics. If you had just let him do what he needed to do, you could have had BVS be so much. Because when you watch the extended edition, you go, oh, well, this is a movie. 
I don't know what that theatrical crap was, but this is a movie. I get it. All the questions that I had are answered. And it was only like an extra 15 to 20, I think maybe 30 minutes of footage that they did not want in that movie. Um, so we, we see what happens when the studios get involved, and we just hope that, you know, they see the success you have with the first one and they allow you the same freedom for the second one. So that's just that's, – that's the only – only thing I can say for what I expect for the season two of The Runaways is for them to either duplicate the success that they had with the first one or supersede it with an even better season in season two. That's all we can ask for, right? You guys still there? Yeah, Hello? I'm still here. Am I by myself? Oh, no, okay. you're not by yourself. You're not alone in these streets. All right. <laughs> I'm like, I hear no one. I hear nothing but crickets, but okay. Um, Yeah, so no, we had a great show tonight, guys. Great first show back, first show of the year. Um, Can't wait for next week because next week we'll be able to talk about Arrow, Flash, the introduction of Black Lightning, which, by the way, all the snippets that I've been seeing uh, from this first episode, I already fell in love with these characters. Um, Supergirl comes back. Uh, I think I'm the least excited about that, uh, this whole group. What um, do you mean? It, right I, after that epic fight, do you know what happens after after the fight? She is in a no, coma. She's in a coma. Rain oh, yeah, yeah, puts yeah, her right, out. Right. So, she, so who's going yeah. to take care of everybody? I, I'm sorry. That... that as the least I'm gonna, of I'm the shows that I'm looking forward to. No, that's my mission. I'm going to get you on Supergirl. I'm going to get you to at least watch it a couple of times willingly one day. That's my mission. All right. I, I'm I dedicated. So. <laughs> I hope so. We'll, we'll see if it works. But, guys, great show. Uh, we'll see you guys next week, same time, same place, and we will have the return of all the CW Arrowverse shows to talk about. So next week's show will be a review of that week's show. <laughs> Um, See you guys next week. And Shay, Eric, thank you guys for an amazing show. Thank you. Have a good night. Namaste. Namaste. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.